Hello, my name is Kiana W. Mitchell, and I am a singer, songwriter, podcaster, and relationship coach. I am also a Christian who for years grew up in a religion that taught me to fear God instead of have a relationship with God. It wasn't until I lost my religion and developed a relationship with God that I was able to understand how much God really loved me. Each one of us have a story to tell about how we found God. Each one of us have taken a different path and a different journey to find God. So join me as we go on a journey through interviews and music to discover how people find God. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Finding God Podcast. I am your host, Kiana W. Mitchell. Our guest for this week is Milton Johnson, a.k.a. Mr. Johnson. I met Milton and his sisters when his father became the pastor of the church that I was going to when I was a kid. And it's funny because for a long time we lived in the same town and we never knew it. It was only after my little brother Melvin suggested that I interview Milton that I was able to get in contact with him. In this interview, Milton talks about how he was able to find God while he was in prison. So without further ado, here is the interview that I did with Milton. Hello, Mr. Johnson. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How about you, I am doing awesome. Thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast. I truly I appreciate you being here, and I can't wait to hear your story of how you found God. Thank you for inviting me. I appreciate it. No problem. All right, so here is the first question. Um, what was your childhood like? Childhood was uh, it was pretty it was pretty good. You know, my um, my dad was a pastor. My mom was a nurse. Both were God fearing people. You know, they raised us up in the Seventh Day Adventist Church. Uh, it was, Good, a good childhood. I say all the way up to about I turn around eleven years old. Things got a little rocky, but uh, for the most part, I had I had a good upbringing. So, how did things get a little rocky when you were eleven years old? If you don't mind explaining. So around around eleven, uh, my dad and my mom they they divorced. We moved uh, back to Alabama, and you know things just. Things just kind of turned. We it was a bunch of stuff actually. Like my mom's sister got murdered. Then right after that, my mom and my dad got a divorce. And then a little while later, actually around that time, we were we were actually going to Orangeburg. Right. Around around that time, and then we split up. They split up. We went to Alabama, uh, to Huntsville, Alabama, and then from there, you know, it was just. Hey, I started running the streets. My older brother was running the streets. My sisters, they were doing their own thing. You know, things just, it was just a hard time for our family. We, we was trying to, you know, we went from this structured life to things was just kind of heavy. I get that. Because when I was around 11 years old, my dad decided he didn't want to be a dad anymore. And he just left. So, of course, that mm-hmm. threw our lives up in limbo as well. So, I totally understand where you're coming from with that. Because it can be difficult. Right. So when you were a child, what did you think about God? 
looking back in hindsight, I don't know if I really had a, 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 a in-depth understanding. I know that I was mimicking my father. I used to mimic all his sermons, you know what I'm saying? We would go home, like my sisters would be the deaconesses, I'd be my dad preaching and stuff like that. You know, I was into, I was into, um, Christian activities, you know, but when I got older, you know, as I departed from God and came back to God, I realized that my understanding of who God was and, and my relationship with God was, it, it, it became on a whole nother level, you know, because uh, I'm always a child, you can't grasp the whole concept, you know, you, you, you really regurgitate what, what your parents teach you, you know, or what society teaches you, but to, to actually have a full understanding and knowledge, you know, I don't think I, I, I don't think I grasped it when I was young. I think I was just going through what, what I seen. I was mimicking what I seen uh, without a full understanding. I get that. And that resonates so much because I know that when I was younger, we used to play, our favorite thing to play was like communion. So we yeah. were always <laughs> go get the grape juice and yeah. then the crackers and eat it. And it was funny because my mom, she would actually let us like put water in a little basin and we wash each other's feet. So yeah, it was just uh. like fun activities to me as well. Yeah. I had no clue what was happening. I had no idea. Yeah. That's hilarious. So as you got older and you talk about adolescence, how you got away from God a little bit, you're running the streets or whatever. Tell me a little bit more about those years, if you can just expand upon some. I mean, you don't have to tell me everything because, you know, you deserve to have some privacy. But, you know, just tell me, like, a little bit. Like, what was it like? Because I know for me, my teenage years, I spent kind of doing what I wanted to do. But, like, Mm -hmm. portraying, like, oh, I'm good. You know, I'm a good Christian kid or whatever. So my my dirt was kind of, like, done in hindsight. And it's funny because I didn't really start going to clubs and doing all this stuff until I got a lot older, like 18, 19, 20. <laughs> so I always tell people my rebellious stage was delayed until I was a young adult instead mm-hmm. of a teenager, but it was there nevertheless. So what was right. yours like? Man, mine came early. About the time, I, I guess what, I was like 12, 13, I was So I, I've been, I've been over, I've been in the 200 pound club since I was like 12 years old. So I always been a big boy, you know, uh, and I don't know. So we were dealing with a lot of stuff. I was getting kicked out of school. I was, I, I started running the streets. You know, my mom tried her best to, uh, to, to keep me grounded and, and, and the faith and keep me grounded and on the right path. I just wasn't, I wasn't hearing it at an early age, you know, uh, so around like 14, I was getting locked up. Uh, I started selling drugs, got in little gangs and stuff. And at 16, I, I mean, I kept getting expelled from school. I never stayed. I never stayed in school a whole semester. I kept getting expelled. And by 16, I finally said, oh, I'm done with school. You know, I really, honestly, I dropped out nice. because of, um, I wanted to, I wanted to try to work too. I started seeing things being hard on my mom. I wanted to try to work and get a job. I actually lied. I went to the courthouse and got a um, a registrator to vote card because they don't ask you for your age. I just went there, got one, and I took my registration to vote card and my social security card to uh, 
I want to say it was SEI or SS. I can't remember the place. It was like a little factory. I got a job there. Wow. Worked there for like two weeks and they found out how old I was and they fired me because I didn't have no workers permit. So, I mean, I took that little check when I went to the streets and I just started hustling, you know, uh, from there. And, and it just, I mean, things were just, just crazy from there. I, I, I kept getting locked up. I finally, um, about what, when I turned 21, I got sentenced to go to prison for uh, for three. It was a three year split twenty, meaning that I had twenty years that they that they gave me, but I only had to do a minimum of three years, and I get out on seventeen years probation. So I did my three years. I got out, and within two months I had to go right back because I got caught with another charge. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I did a total. I did a total of like five years in prison. I finally got out in two thousand eleven. I mean, but God works things out. Yes. God, work, God works things out, man. Uh, I was able to handle. I was able to handle that, you know, because because when I got out the first time, a lot of that stuff was was messed up on their part. Granted, mm-hmm. I did what I what I did, you know, but I was supposed to be transitioned to another state. They mm-hmm. messed up the paperwork, and by the time the paperwork got got all together, that I caught another charge, and, and the judge was like, so. Everybody was speaking up for me as far as like, hey, he has a good, uh, he has a good family uh, background, history or whatever, you know, a good family support system. You know, uh, we think that he would do good if, if he put in the right situation. And the judge wasn't hearing it, though. She was like, man, he just got, he just got out. He, 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 he failed the drug test. I got to send you back. But what I'll do is, uh, I, I forgot how she worded it. As far as putting what I did the first time on the end of my sentence, it allowed me to earn good time, and I ended up getting out with doing two more years. Yeah, wow. so it was it was a blessing in disguise, but it was a wake up call too. Yeah, and I was just listening to your story, yeah. and I mean, I know people think that when people get out of prison, it's easy for them, but it's not always that easy because then it's hard to find no. a job. There are a lot of things that go against you, even though you have mm-hmm. paid back. You know you earn your right to be free again you pay your debt to society so it should be easy but it's not always easy like that so i totally get how it would be difficult for you when you came out especially the first time especially being so young and everything i mean it's hard enough being young (laughs) you know i wasn't ready to get out right you know if if, if it's we have to be truthful with ourselves yeah. You know, we say a lot of things when we're locked up and, and we'll say, man, I'm going to do right. And that's only because we're locked up. It's like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm behind these chains. And, and the way it seems in my mind is that, yeah, I'm going to get out and I'm going to do right because I want to get out and I want to do right. But when you get out and reality sets in, you those same friends that you were running with, they still doing the things you used to do, and you still got love for those friends, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, how you gonna do right when that's a heavy influence? You know, everything everything that I built in, 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 in that town was toxic. I didn't build no good relationships, and I love all my friends, don't get me wrong, but we just, we just what we built was what, what was toxic. We, 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 we lived a life of selling drugs, getting money, going out to the clubs, getting high, getting drunk. Nothing godly was, was in what we were doing. So, and that's what all of my friends, I had no friends that were on 
anything positive. So when I get out, you know, I'm going to go to what's familiar and, and all my influences are going to be like, hey, look, let's do this. You need money. You know what I'm saying? They don't want to hire you. If they hire you, you want to go work for a fast food joint? Nah, man, you can go, we can go get $500 right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's, that's the type of influence it is. And it's like, so I wasn't ready to really give up that. But, you know, my desires hadn't changed. My desire, I wanted those. I wanted to get, I wanted to get high. I wanted the money. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't until, it wasn't until I invited God into my heart and he changed my desires that I started to change. As long as I had the same old desires, then I was going to go and do the same old things. You know what I'm saying? And it, it took that second time going to prison to, to me being like, like my dad came to see me. You know, yeah. he came to see me. And I was like, so the whole time, you know, my mom, she's the one in the courtroom. She's the one coming down to visit. She's the one sending the money. You know what I'm saying? And, and when my dad did come to visit me, you know, uh, by this time, though, keep in mind, from 14 on to, let me see, I'm probably like 24 mm-hmm. uh, right now, from 14 on 24. So there's a, there's a 10-year there's a span right here that I'm in and out of either detention centers, jail, and I finally went to prison, you know. And like, so at this time, I'm like, man, I'm tired of, um, I'm tired of living like this. I'm tired of put my mom through all this, you know what I'm saying? Cut, cut, and keep in mind too. I'm thinking that I'm gonna be gone for 17 years. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking like this was this this was it. I, I didn't even realize what the judge did for me at sentencing that was gonna allow me to get out a little bit earlier. I'm thinking that I'm gone for 17 years. So when my dad comes to see me, I'm like, man, uh, you know, I, I'm 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 tired. I'm tired. What I gotta do, you know. To, to get right, you know, because uh, I'm really tired of putting it through this. And he was just like, son, you know, uh, if you want, you have to, you can't just say this, because a lot of people say the words, but don't really mean it. Right. You know what I'm saying? He's like, you have to mean this with y'all. You got to ask Jesus to come into your heart and change you from the inside. You know what I'm saying? He's like, I don't want you to say it in front of me because you feel obligated. Mm-hmm. Do you ask God to enter into your heart? and change it from the inside. You know, I did I did that when I went back, I went to my cell, you know, and I and I got on my knees and I prayed, you know, and uh eventually that that I'm look, looking back on it, it. It wasn't no like that moment, like uh, I'm changed and in the blink of an eye, you know, I end up things start changing for me. I end up getting in a program in, in there. They end up letting me out. I get out and, and and to be honest, when I get out, I'm I'm still running with the same old people, but the desire for the things we're doing is gone. It's like, man, so I'm still getting high, but I'm not I'm not really feeling like like I, I'm getting high and I'm like, man, this ain't it. You know what I'm saying? I go into the club and I'm like, man, I don't really want to be here. You know what I'm saying? And I'm I'm looking at all the stuff that's going on. It's like God started to change my heart. He started to change my desires and even though I'm getting money and, I, and, and you know I talked to a couple women here and there it's like I, I ain't feeling none of this that's what's going on and I finally called my dad and I was like hey look I need to get myself together you know uh, he was like well you know the rules you can come get yourself a job and go to church that's all that's all I asked he came to Texas and within the first week I said I started working I ain't stopped working since I got into the church here. I met my wife here. You know, uh, you know, I stayed with my dad for like two years. Then I find I got my own apartment. Then I got I, I found a 
permanent job where I'm still at to this day. I'm actually a supervisor at this job now. Awesome. And, um, I, I proposed to my wife. We got married. That is awesome. So tell me a little bit. I know you do music. And of course, I'm curious to figure out when did you start doing music and how did you get into singing? We used to sing. I didn't really used to. I didn't, I, I, I love rap back then. But it, man, what's crazy is, and I tell the story all the time, it was at Orangeburg Church. So my mom bought me a, a CD a long time ago mm-hmm. called The uh, Gospel Gangsters. But I always like, so we always was uh, in the music, though. We used to do uh, town shows. We would sing at church. Uh, the rapping, I, I love rapping, but I never could really express it until they got a divorce, you know. And then, uh, you know, my, that was one of the ways that my mom was trying to keep me out of the streets. She was like, okay, she felt like she knew we'd been through a lot. Mm-hmm. And she she seen rap as an outlet for me. So she was like, okay, if I can, if I can, invest into him rapping then maybe I can keep him out of the streets because now he has somewhere where he can vent you know that was her whole that was her whole logic to it you know but what she didn't know is like the type of person I am I can't rap about it and not be about it so if I'm saying I'm in the streets and the music I gotta be in I gotta be in these streets you know but it was it was it was it was crazy but so I was I, I probably recorded my first song when I was 12 you know, and on, on from there, you know, man in Huntsville, like that's what I'm known for. Besides other things, is is like rapping. You know, uh, that when when the bench warmer was doing the whole uh, freestyle Sunday thing, I was I was a part of that before I went to prison. That was back in 2005, 2006. I've been rapping for a long, long time. And then when I finally came to Texas. And I started to change. I was actually finna give it up. Cause like I said, I can't rap about it if I'm not living it. And at this point in time, around 2014, 15, I didn't really know nothing about Christian hip hop. Right. You know, uh, I mean, I didn't know that it's as big as it is. You know, uh, so I was just like, man, let me just try to write a song for God. You know, and uh I wrote a song called Oh It All to God. Then I wrote a song called Pray. And I had a lot of homework back um, back at in, in Huntsville. He's actually he's actually the one of the um, supervisors that, at WEP. You know, uh, his name DJ Ilya. Um I sent him the song. And uh I sent him the song and he gave it to Minister Fred. Minister Fred played it. I know him. Yeah. Uh, played it on the radio. Yeah, and he actually had me come down to uh, to his to his place called the Spot, uh-huh. and we did a we did, did a whole interview there, panel there. I I, um, I performed the songs there, and then I was like, okay, okay, God, I hear you. This is this this is where you want me to go. So I just started. That's that's what started the. Uh, that's what started the movement as far as transitioning from secular to Christian hip hop. But I've been I've been doing this for a long time. Yeah. So I guess the question that I want to ask is like, so when you came back, it was more on a relationship basis with God instead of more of a, I'm just doing this because I have to, right? Yeah. When I came back, it was it was more of me. I I I submitted. It was like, man, I I done tried everything else. Now I'm gonna try it for myself, you know, and uh, and, and I got to know God personally rather than just 
something that was handed down to me. Yeah. You know, I got yeah, I got I got to get in, in, into his word, and you know, I love I love studying his word. You know, I'm not no I'm not no scholar, can't regurgitate every single last verse. You know what I'm saying? But I do understand, I do understand uh, who who God is, what He has for me. I'm getting a better understanding of who God is and, and, and who He wants me to be. You know, um, and I understand that like my salvation is is. It's going to be heavily required on what I accept. Not it can't be because my mama prayed for me. Right. It can't be because my daddy prayed for me. It's got to be because I accept Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that I have faith in Jesus. And, that, and, and because of that, you know, out of me understanding who Jesus is, then you know, I have to want to serve him. You know, I have I have to want to I have to want to obey him, not because of fear that I'm not gonna make it into heaven because that's that's not that's not the case. I can't I can't make it into heaven through my works. Right, you know, exactly. I can only make it in through my faith. But my faith should produce if I really believe that Jesus is who he said he is. And if I really believe he done with what the Bible says he's done and I believe that he's the Savior in my life, then I, of course I, out of that I, I, I will be compelled to serve him and I and I and I and I research his word and I and I see how it is that he want, what he wants for me and what his will is for me and, and I let his word be a light into my path. You know, and as long as I as long as I follow that path, man, I I don't know. I ain't lost yet. I just took a whole bunch of losses in life. But once I started, once I started going down this path that he has for me, I ain't took an L yet. It, it ain't been able to win for me, you know. Man, man. And if I take an L, it doesn't even matter because I don't want enough to know that this L is something significant in this loss. It's something significant in this trial. It's something significant in this hardship, and I'll and I'll gladly take it because I know that in the end he's going to be glorified. And all he's done for me, he deserves to be glorified. So if there is anyone out there who is looking for God, what advice would you give them? Well, first thing, go. you can always go to God in prayer. He can be found anywhere. If you're looking for him, he's right there with you. He can be found anywhere. The, uh, the, you can always talk to God in prayer. And, 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 and you don't necessarily, if you want to get on your knees, you want to close your eyes, that's all fine, what and good. But that, that, that's you don't have to you can talk to god right where you at you can ask him you can tell him hey look i'm 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 looking for you i'm looking for you where where, where can i find you I, I i sincerely want to know you you know what i'm saying the uh the the i want to say it's revelations 320 says i stand at the door and i knock if you hear me let me in and i whoever hears me let me in and I, and I'll come in and dine with him and him with me. And what that's saying is that, like, Jesus is knocking at the door of your heart, you know. Um, and if you hear him, so those little times where you might be, you might be, whether it's an altar call, you hear a song, or whether you're just sitting up and you thinking, man, this ain't the way life is supposed to be. That's Jesus knocking at your heart. Like, hey, look, that's me. If you hear me. Let me in. So you just gotta invite him. That's the thing about it, man. He's not he's not gonna he's not gonna pull a kick door on your heart. He's not gonna force you to let him in. 
you have to invite them in. So, and you can do that wherever you're at. Wherever you're at, you can stop whatever you're doing and say, God, Jesus, come into my heart. I give you permission to enter into my heart. I give, I invite you are welcome here in my heart. And you say that, and guess what? It's going to lead you to where you need to go. That's where it starts. You have to invite him in. That's, that's where it starts. You know, um, if he's looking for God, he's right there waiting for you to say, he, he he's right there waiting for you to say, come on in. If you're looking for God, that's because you hear him knocking on the door. And he's saying, I'm here. Just open up and I'll, and I'll come in. And, and life will change. That is an awesome answer to anyone who is looking for God. That is awesome. So if anyone wanted to get in contact with you or listen to more of your music or contact you, ask you questions or whatever, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. So Facebook is uh, Milton Johnson. Instagram, Mr. Johnson, 256. Uh, YouTube. YouTube is difficult. You know, I, I don't. I don't really have the whole lot of subscribers thing. So, uh, you look up Mr. Johnson, and you'll find me. It's just uh, you might have to search for a little bit. But, okay. uh, but, but I mean, now if you go to any uh, any music platform, you can look up Mr. Johnson War Within, and uh, you'll find you'll find my first EP. And it'll, 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 it'll link you to my artist page on Spotify, Amazon, whatever. Just look up Mr. Johnson, War Within, and it'll, it'll link you to the rest of the stuff. Okay, awesome. So, guys, if you did not have a chance to write all that down, I will have it in the show notes. All you have to do is <laughs> click on the link so you can definitely get in contact with Mr. Johnson. All right, well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I really enjoyed talking to you, catching up, and listening to your story about how you found God. Hi, guys. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. I absolutely love this interview. Not only was it nice to catch up with Milton, but it was nice to hear how he came to realize that it was not about religion, but it was about having a relationship with God that counts. Every week, I talk about how each of us have taken a different path to find God. And I think that this interview helps to bring that point to light. So I encourage you this week to spend some time to get to know God for yourself. Forget about who God is to other people and focus on who God is to you. The song we're gonna listen to today is by our artist of the week, Mr. Johnson, and it is from his single, War Within. Demon deep inside of me, yeah. I don't wanna come up out of me, and I can hide it from society. But there's no way that I can hide from me. I'm trying to be the best man I can be, but honestly, at night, man, I can't sleep because I can see my old self inside my dreams, holding on to everything that I believe. Saying, Well, you know the streets calling, better get back on your game because you know the streets talking. You go in the work and you go in the church while your homeboys at home, man, they just falling. All in the mall and they calling the shots. You steady punching and off of a clock. Stay for a check in these streets to a bet. Why you settling for less, giving all that you got? Don't crawl at the bottom, going ball at the top. You in with the plug, you can call them a knot. Quit the 9 to 5, going get back on your ground. 
crying, you a gangster. You know the streets all that you got. Better stop and think about the consequences. You finna gamble with your life in the arse against you. Boy, you a two-time felon, a habitual offender. My mellow, don't let the devil in his nonsense kiss you. I know at times you probably feel you better off. And if you go back to single cracker, that could probably solve your issue. But if you go back to the start and compare it to where you are, you come so far, my boy, then God be with you. See, that's the softest thing you talk about climbing when you know you wanna go back to staying out of apartment venue. And if I'm sight without light, and you know that I'm right, that voice you hearing now, that's the darkness in you. I swear to God, this dude gon' get you nowhere cause he's pitiful. He messing up your credit, you over to your ridicule. I done got him saved, but I keep him out the cage, and I pray every day that the Lord can get rid of you. I'm sick of you, look at you, and all that you put us through. You want us to go back to the pen, that you stupid too? Everybody been to the pen, get out and do it again, take a look at all your friends. Yeah, they stupid too, who is you, who is you? I better in knowing you, who better, you better whatever, you must be foolish, dude. I better however you really feeling that you the truth. I don't feel I know it, you wanna let go review the truth. You say you the better me, ain't that what you telling me? Yeah, I thought the truth, that's why I let you go ahead of me until you got jealousy, you call us 11 felonies. Fifty years in prison, got out of the back in seven weeks. How is you the better me when you done shot at everything we ever dreamed? I never seen one plan pan out. Down bad, had us walk around with our hand out. Looking like everybody when really we supposed to stand out. It's like the say my mellow, you need to stand down. I'm the reason people would even give us a chance now. I done took the wheel, we've been free all these years, so yeah, and all of our peers they view us as a man now. Before I end the podcast, I would like to thank you so much for being here with me today and listening to another inspirational story of how people find God. If you love the podcast as much as I love spending time with you, I encourage you to share this week's episode with a friend or family member and to make sure that you like and follow the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. I will also love it if you would leave a review for the podcast so that you can let me know how much you are enjoying the show. If you would like to get in contact with Milton or myself, all of our contact information can be found in the show notes. And all you have to do is click on the link below and you will definitely be able to get in contact with us. If you would like to be a guest on the podcast, click on the email address in the show notes and let me know that you would like to be a guest and I will make sure that I get in contact with you and schedule a day and time for you to record an interview. If you would like to submit music to the podcast, click on the email address in the show notes and send me an email letting me know that you would like to submit a song for the show. In this email, send me a picture, a short bio, and an mp3 of the song that you would like to submit. Well, I think that's all for now. So until next week, have an amazing day and a wonderful weekend. Bye-bye.